The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to talk about automating your marketing funnels. Joining us is Jordan Mederick, who is the founder of DropFunnels, which is the world's first tech-free platform to easily build your entire website, blog, sales funnels, SEO-powered blog, courses, and more built on the world's most powerful and fast infrastructure, WordPress. And today, Jordan and I are going to discuss the perfect offer formula. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Jordan Mederick, the founder of Drop Funnels. Jordan, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Glad to be on. I've been excited to chat with you for a while. And you've been such a wonderful, patient guest. I missed our last meeting and you're still here. I am greatly appreciative of you making the time. I've been looking forward to this conversation for a while now, and you've got the answers to the quiz that I am currently taking. We are building new products, starting new sales process, trying to find sponsors and content as a service clients and doing growth for other podcasters. I have got so many sales problems. They are coming out of my ears. Please help. Where do I start? So yeah, if we dive into marketing, what is marketing in general? Before we even get into specifics, I can't tell you how many companies and business owners I talk to and I say, so what are you doing with marketing? And they kind of look at me questioning, like, what is that? What do you mean by that question? Is it flyers? Is it logos? Is it live events? You mean our Facebook account? Right. <laughs> we have a sign on our store, right? That's marketing. Well, no, marketing is essentially, it's two very cohesive and parallel concepts working at the same time. And you're always working to align these things and grow these things at the same time. So the number one aspect is having a great offer. Having a great offer will cut you separate from the competition. It will cause people to want to be associated with you. It will drive up your prices instead of down your prices. A better offer will, will win in a marketplace across the board. And we could talk about what good versus bad offers actually means. The other side is fighting obscurity. So really marketing is we're saying, how do we eliminate obscurity? How do we become well-known for a great offer? Now, when these two things are out of alignment, if you can be fight obscurity and become well-known, but you have a bad offer, you come off as a scammer, right? So it's not a good thing. If you have a great offer, but no one knows about it, you're broke. So it's these two things that have to work synergistically that when we're talking about marketing, we're saying, what is the core offer, the primary solution that we're providing to the marketplace? And then how do we let more people know about that offer and those two things working cohesively is what really drives some big results. 
It's funny. I thought you were going to go through more of a marketing funnel approach, which is build awareness, consideration, conversion, and work people through those funnel. You starting off at the offer hits me in all the fields. Um, I just read, what was it called? $100 million offer by Alex Hermosi. Have you read that one yet? Well, I think we've all got it pretty close to memorized by this point. It's a very good book. It was great. And, and I, I read it right as we were starting to launch our content as a service where we are building podcasts for other B2B brands using the same infrastructure we use for the MarTech podcast. So thinking about how we would put our offer together, there's a million, I'll create a podcast for you companies out there. How do I differentiate what we're doing? Do I offer guarantees? How do I structure the agreement? Are we charging on a monthly basis, a per episode basis? Who knows? I won't go into the great details of everything that we decided we were going to do to put together our offer, but tell me a little bit about your structure for building the perfect offer. What's your formula? I recommend as a baseline, everyone read $100 million offers. It's a great kicking off point and really helps you to understand even what is an offer. And if you're under the belief that, hey, I sell plumbing services, no, that's not your offer. That is the category of product that you're selling out in the marketplace. What you're selling, let's say you're a plumber, for example, you are saving the mom or dad from having to plunge or snake out their own pipes and having to avoid all of that unnecessary stress and work and grossness, you're saving people's sanity. So that's really what the offer is. It's what it provides, not necessarily just what we label it as. So I think that when you're going through creating an offer, I like to think of it more as a triad. So if you're trying to separate yourself out, so we assume everyone here listening, you have an offer. It could be a digital course, could be a consulting offer, could be physical products, could be anything. But to separate yourself out, you have to be one or two of these three things. So you need to be either better, faster, or cheaper, and not all three. So the best thing that you can do to separate your offer is to be the best. What that means is you literally give a better experience. The product is generally better. I've been on many podcasts and I would say, this one here is a better podcast than some other podcast where a host doesn't know what they're doing. It's just from an objective perspective, it's a very clear cut differentiator between a good offer and a bad offer. If we're talking about going faster, anytime that you can say you can't be the best, maybe you can't really provide the absolute best. Maybe there's category kings. I'm in a very saturated red ocean myself. And so it's extremely difficult to be the category king in a specific space, but you can separate yourself out by being faster. So however quickly you can deliver a result, increases your overall value and increases the value of that offer. So for example, if I want to lose 20 pounds and get six pack abs, right? I could either hire a private consultant fitness person to come and coach me how to do that. And it'll take six months and it'll be a thousand bucks a month. And maybe that will happen, right? I could also choose to go get liposuction and it's going to be out. There's going to be some recovery, some pain or whatever, but it's going to happen in under 30 days for virtually the same result. Which one of those two people can charge $40,000? Now, I'm not advocating for one or the other, but generally one is faster. It means that they can charge higher prices by essentially delivering the same result. If you had a pill, you could take a pill and get instant six-pack abs. That would be the very best scenario of a faster delivery. So if you're talking about podcasts, you can either, for example, let's say you're helping people to get booked on podcasts if you could get me connected with the highest ranked podcast, and it's an elite level, very in-depth and network-oriented style offer, where it's like, hey, we're going to get you on Joe Rogan's podcast, that's objectively better than someone who cannot get me on Joe Rogan's podcast. Similarly to when we're talking about being faster, you can be faster by saying, I'm going to get you booked on more shows in the last time. 
even if the price consideration was the same or whatever. Now, you can always be cheaper. That's another option. It's the last thing you should consider is to be, because there's really no competitive advantage to being second cheapest. Being cheapest doesn't really behoove growth. And it's often a commodity offer that's a race to the bottom. But in certain cases, especially for people who are either newbies buying your offer, or maybe there's a ton of price comparisons, then sometimes being cheapest can be advantageous. You happen to be in kind of a Target versus Walmart versus Costco, Sam's Club type of battle where a very large amount of the mass market is going to be buying commodity level offers for you. And they're comparing literally this 12 pack of Pepsi to this one here. And it's like, who's cheaper? I'm going to buy whichever's cheaper. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Commodity goods, you're forced to choose based on price or availability. Generally, not just in business, but in life, often you're choosing between fast, cheap, and good. You get to pick two. I'll give you the example of where we landed for our content as a service. Putting together our offer, we wanted to be good and fast. We can produce a daily stream of podcast, video, social, and blog content in two to four hours of our client's time. And we charge six twelve hundred dollars per episode, which is per episode cheaper, but we make you do three to five episodes. So the total price that people are paying is more expensive because of the value, because of the amount of content that you're getting. I hear you on fast, cheap, and good. Why is it two out of three? We kind of tried to get to, well, we're going to be fast, cheap, and good. You're just going to get a lot of volume out of what we're doing. So the total price is so Help me think through that as we're figuring out what we were going to build. Great podcasts, well-edited, well-produced, a lot of content, not a lot of the customer's time, and on a per-unit basis, relatively inexpensive, but there's a high volume. How would you classify that offer and how does it fit into your formula? 
I think if you were going to be the best and the fastest, you'd almost need to be a charity or a nonprofit to want to be the cheapest. If you're so good at something, it means that you can command some of those high level prices. And often it's a self-confidence issue. It's a matter of like, hey, what do we think people are willing to pay? The offer is worth what people will pay for it, right? So if you could get three clients and say, hey, I'm going to do 10 episodes, it's 35K, that would be for a certain level client. For example, I hired on a social media team. They were cutting up a bunch of my content and posting it out to all my channels three times a day. It was like this huge amount of work. And they charged comparatively so much less than it would take me to hire on a team to do it or for me to figure out how to do it myself. They were buying my own time back. So in that way, it was better, really, than I could do on my own or would want to do. It was faster than I could achieve on my own. So it shouldn't be the cheapest. And being too price competitive at that level actually starves you of the ability to even deliver better results. So I'd argue that it's an ethical decision to not be the cheapest, whereas you should be focusing on higher premium level clients with premium level pricing specifically because you're going to end up with better people that you actually want to work with and people who complain a lot less and you have the ammunition to deliver better results. So Jordan, we're all going to go through our thought process of better, faster, cheaper. You're going to look at your competitive set and figure out how you're benchmarking against what the rest of the industry is offering. How do you know if you get it right? I always have this insecurity of, hey, we've got this offer, but there's some things that we could tweak. There's some things we could change. Do you just go with one and stick with it? How do you get the signal in the noise? So your offer is what I would define as being irresistible. If when your prospects are presented with that offer, A, they feel stupid if they don't do it. That is the number one mark of an incredibly good and powerful irresistible offer. Very powerful and it would be extremely high in terms of conversions would be when people feel like if I don't do this, I would be dumb. I would be regretful. And the other side of that is when you start to feel like I can't believe I'm only charging this amount for this offer. So when those two things are in tandem, when you feel so confident in the offer that you're like, man, my prices should be so much higher right? That doesn't mean that you underprice yourself, but you feel like you believe in yourself because sales is the transference of confidence. So when I have so much belief and confidence in my offer that I would almost feel stupid for giving it away for this investment and the customer feels like I would be dumb not to do this, you know, you're on the verge of a great offer. Sales is the transference of confidence. Boy, do we have to talk about that a whole bunch more because I feel like we're on the right path with our offer. I think when we started to think about content as a service, you know, for my business, competitively, when I stack up everybody else's offers against ours, I would choose mine. And I feel like that's something that says something. Obviously, I'm biased. Then there is making sure that other people understand it and actually want to become your customers. And we're going to talk about that in our next episode. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Jordan Metterick, the founder of Drop Funnels, for joining us. Join us again tomorrow when Jordan and I continue our conversation talking about conversational tactics to eliminate sales objections. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can find him on all sorts of social network. His handle, it's universal. It is your bro Jordo. That's Y-O-U-R-B-R-O-J-O-R-D-O. Or you can visit his company's website, which is dropfunnels.com. And you can even email him at jordan at dropfunnels.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. 
Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.